Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker reacting to the Toronto Raptors winning an NBA championship. The Toronto Raptors are NBA champions of 2019. What are your what are your thoughts, Riker? What are your Ben, did thoughts? you ever think I mean, we thought, like, we said it. We are the Raptors podcast. It mm-hmm. makes sense. We were supporting them. We knew 100% of the way through. I doubted them. I doubted them in the finals. You had that unwavering thought, that knowledge that the Toronto Raptors are going to win. But now that it's real, what does that mean, man? Like, how? This is it. The NBA championship. Everything led to here. Being Raptors fans for so long, we've... Both of us, we've seen it all. The Andrea Bargnani era, since we were born, since we could really watch basketball, we witnessed the Andrea Bargnani era. We saw DeMar DeRose and Kyle Lowry drag us out of the mud. Now we saw Masai Ujiri craft this roster with Kawhi Leonard. Making that trade, making that trade last summer, we were baffled by it. We were shook. We didn't really know what to think. And the fact that all that anticipation, all the, you know, the most anticipated, the most important season in Raptors history paid off. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, Riker. I don't even know what to think of it. We were recording this uh, about 24 hours, maybe, or a little bit less, after the Raptors win the chip, and it still hasn't set in, in my opinion, at least for me. Ben, the Raptors so are really stories. world champions. They're really world champions. They're bringing it back to Canada. Despite the NBA, probably, this is probably their nightmare in terms of all the ratings are going to TSN, Sportsnet, and all the pirated uh, streams (laughs) and all the Canadians. I don't know how many Americans are actually interested in this series, but despite all odds, you know, this team that has no pick, you know, the highest pick was Kawhi, a 15th pick. They only have two All-Stars on the team. Um, All of the trades, all the mid-season trades, firing a coach of the year, Kyle Lowry's ups and downs, us saying Fred is unplayable for the rest of the playoffs, having a kid, then being an absolute god, (laughs) Pascal Siakam going crazy, Jeremy Lin getting a ring, Jack Armstrong being a commentator on the day that they won, McCaw being three for three, Chris Boucher being two for two? People are forgetting about Chris Boucher as well. (laughs) Chris Boucher, championship, two for two. Kawhi Leonard stopping two three-peats. So he stopped the the LeBron James Miami Heat three-peat and the Golden State Warriors three-peat. Like, there is so many stories. Winning with a defensive possession, right? Stopping one of the best players of all time, the best shooter of all time. That is so characteristic of the Raptors. Five players shooting 20 points. Like, Ben... What an incredible... The Game 7 shot against the 76ers. Like, this is a story-esque start-to-finish playoffs, and it, it is, it's hard to digest. It's hard to, it's hard to digest for the Raptors. <laughs> it's hard to digest this podcast, Riker, even though we're the Raptors Digest. But the you named so many phenomenal storylines, and we're probably going to break them all down over the summer, you know, in some shape or form. But the number one thing for me, and listeners of the podcast know, Kyle Lowry is my favorite player, and to see him with all the trash that he's been taking on over the past seven years that he's been a Toronto Raptor, since he's brought this team to the playoffs, being called a trash bow, being called a choker, the injuries that he had to deal with, you know, Kyle Lowry really just wanted, he's the starting point guard in an NBA championship team, and he, no one deserves it more, in my opinion. Kyle Lowry is an NBA player, he's been through it all. To see him on the stage with the NBA championship trophy in his hand, hugging Masai Ujiri after everything that they went through through this season, that was that was the most satisfying sight to see for me as 
A fan of basketball is a fan of sport. That was the greatest moment I've ever seen. Not even the game, just Kyle Lowry's face holding a championship trophy, Riker. What was what was your favorite moment of last night and the, the Raptors playoff run, title run? Well, despite everybody knowing that the game was over, I think mm. that the T call, they, they had to call a technical. You know, that's the rules. Yep. But calling a foul, giving them that last little chance kind of unnecessary they're kind of killing the momentum the hype the euphorium of not knowing you're going to win until the final second yeah. but for me despite all of that when the buzzer went and Kawhi, yeah. after being the most stoic player on the toronto raptors all season long the guy that would not give any sound bites would not give any ups or down swings when he started throwing his hands in the air, jumping, screaming, watching the... If you haven't seen it... Whoop, I just knocked this stuff off my shelf. If you haven't seen it, the Toronto Raptors Instagram stories, Kawhi Leonard is chugging back champagne. He's tossing it over teammates' heads. To see that expression manifest from the number one player on the Toronto Raptors, the guy... It's just incredible. It gives me goosebumps even thinking about this man. He knows what it's all about. And to deliver for all of Canada, right? Not just the Toronto Raptors... Mm -hmm. Not just us, for all of Canada. Fans that have been fans, fans that are just jumping into the bandwagon. Like, what a time to deliver and what a guy, really. I mean, if it's, I, I can't even describe it. It's storybook on how a, a personality like that can really just bring together a nation. Certainly. Kawhi Leonard came in here and he brought a championship pedigree to this roster. Uh, the rumors that came out that Kawhi in the locker room, I don't think it's a rumor, I think it was confirmed that Nick Nurse said that the Raptors need to get at least one on the road in Golden State, and Kawhi said that he's going to take two, the Raptors have to take two. They got that 3-1 lead, and you know some people, they thought that uh, it would be poetic for the Warriors who lost, had that infamous 3-1 loss to LeBron James a couple years back, that they can't come back in a series with Kevin Durant going out, but that wasn't meant to be. That was shut down by the Toronto Raptors. Focus the Toronto Raptors' ability to just handle diversity. And one thing about the Raptors, the one thing about the Toronto Raptors throughout all of the past seven years, since Masai Ujiri's come to town, no matter how rough it got, no matter how many struggles, no matter who was the superstar on the team, they always fought adversity. The only roadblock they had struggled with is LeBron James, but pretty well any team in the Eastern Conference always struggled with LeBron James, so that that's a there's a built-in excuse there, but any other form of diversity, the Raptors always seem to overcome it, always seem to bounce back in the offseason, the regular season, and finally to get over the hump to get to a place where they're they're the number one team in the world record. The NBA champions. It, it's perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. It'll blow out the sound if we just start screaming, but I, I would <laughs> love to just scream continuously for about 20 seconds, 30 seconds on the podcast. Ben, uh, you know another thing that I really love about this story? Because the Raptors were the underdog, really. Mm-hmm. And I'd say throughout this entire playoffs, people will go back and say, no, the Raptors, they were going to win every series. But yeah. they were in every series, they were pinned as the underdog besides the Orlando Magic series. And I like that there was so much drama in the finals, right? The booing initially of Kevin Durant so that we could even be cast as a, a bit of a villain for a minute, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not the case. You know, it was just people, and it's excusable in a sports game. You are... You know, it's not nothing illegal when they really understood the gravity of the situation. But I think that's part of the fun to be so polarizing as fans, to have Drake out there screaming on the sides. Yep. So to have that sort of drama, then to have the, you know, all of the injuries uh, on both sides, Kawhi Leonard's 
what looked like something crazy going on with his knee and all mm. the 76ers in Milwaukee to fight through that with Kyle Lowry basically having a broken thumb with Fred Van Vliet taking smacks to the face. Then on the Warriors side, Kevon Looney having a broken collarbone, Kevin Durant. I mean, all of this drama, all these injuries, all this resiliency to then be level-headed throughout it all because people are going to say what they want to say. But I think ultimately the storyline is the Raptors went out there and regardless of what was tossed at them, they were the superior team. They went out there. They got it done. On the road, at home, whatever. They're winning, man. They won. That's they're champions, They are the kings right of the North. You know, some people make the point that there's an asterisk behind championships when a, when another star is injured. But remember when the boogie trade happened? We reacted to it on this channel and uh, courtside. People thought the, the season was over when they had six Hall of Famers on their roster. Five. I don't even know the number, but... People thought this season was a write-off. Boogie came into Golden State expecting an easy championship. And yes, they had injuries. Yes, they, the Warriors fought through some adversity. But even with the adversity they fought through, people were still choosing the Warriors over the Raptors. This wasn't yeah. a, a landslide victory. We only have two All-Stars this season. The The Warriors have about five guys who have been on All-Star teams. You know, Marcus Plus the Finals MVP and, and Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Andre Iguodala. It, it's... Absolutely foolish for people to say that there's an asterisk behind this championship. The The Raptors f- played against the teams they had to play against. The Philadelphia, They went through probably the toughest Eastern Conference since I've been watching basketball, going up against Philadelphia and the Milwaukee Bucks. That was a ridiculous second and third round matchups. And th- the fact that they can knock off a dynasty. Steph Curry is still one of, probably arguably a top three player in the NBA. The fact that they did this against such a battle-tested team, being the first time a lot of these guys really been key players in playoff runs, it's ridiculously impressive, Riker. There's, ben, there's no- you're 100% right. Yeah. I texted my friend and I said, oh, Clay Thompson is going down. You know what they're going to say now. He said, mm. yeah, because there's no way the Warriors with only three All-Stars could <laughs> ever beat the Toronto Raptors. I thought about it. He's right. Any other team, if you mm. say they have three All-Stars, Clay, uh, Steph Curry... Um, DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, and a Finals MVP in Andre Iguodala. And you can't say that they're more banged up than the Toronto Raptors because we all know how, we've already said it, how injured the uh, uh, a lot of the guys were playing through on the Toronto Raptors. So in the end, you know, you play, and this is the same criticism that the Warriors gave or responded to when they beat uh, the sort of the worn Cavs. down yep. Cavaliers team, right? They said, oh, you just need to pl- play through the hand that you're dealt. And it's going to be the same thing. But I, I, I really think that now that the sting of losing um, that game has gone down, I don't think that people are going to criticize this win. Yep. I think I think everybody's coming to just respect that. For once, you know, it's not a complete superstar stacked, you know, everybody's going and in the free agency to one team. This is yep. just a team of character, a team that was, you know, masterfully constructed, a wonderful coach that came out of the woodworks, basically. You know, he would have been on nobody's radar except for the Raptors to have a yep. first-time opportunity as a head coach um, to really just make an impact. I mean, we called out his play calling some nights, right, his decision-making. But, but he really, improved. he was a mastermind. Yeah, and just all the pieces together. I think that this is one of the... I think it's the most well-deserved championship that I have seen in quite some time, Ben. Yep, this it reminds me of the Dallas series a few years back when you know Dirk Nowitzki, obviously an NBA legend, a guy that's been battle tested, had some heartbreaking upsets throughout the prime of his career, and he was inching towards the end of his prime, and they won a championship there. This reminds me of that—a team that's been through it all, that's 
been put themselves in a position to win on such a consistent basis, they deserved for the chips to go their way after, you know, after a while. After yeah. so many years, this was deserving of the Toronto Raptors. The fan base deserves it. Never the Toronto, the whole country of Canada hasn't won anything in any major sport since '93. I think Riker. '93. Even, yep. even the Stanley Cup, which is Canada's sport, the the MLB they won in '92, I believe. '92 so, and '93. That was the last time. Yep, so the country was waiting on it. The country got behind the team. I was in St. John's, Newfoundland, and there's a Jurassic Park going on here. I know in Montreal, my bu- there's buddies up there. I'm sure all across the country, though, there there's just crowds of people rallying on the Raptors, and the, the team felt like they could hear our cheers, even in Golden State. We didn't lose a game in Golden State, Riker. That Oracle Arena, those fans were desperate. They This was the last time they were ever going to play in that stadium, and... The Raptors fought through. They fought through this whole team. We could talk about the character for all the guys. You brought up Nick Nurse, rookie head coach. No one expected him to really be the the mastermind or craft. There was a lot of speculation about firing the coach of the year in Dwayne Casey. He what he made some dumb decisions at certain points in the playoffs, but he learned from them. He made adjustments as a rookie head coach and led this team there. Masai Ujiri. We'll probably make a whole video on Masai, so we won't talk about him too much. But yeah. This whole team, Riker, there's every, you, there's a story behind every player on this roster. Every single player. And I'm just so happy for all these guys to, to really just go out there and win a chip. Well, then, now that we have so much time, you know, mm-hmm. we're into off-season mode. So yeah. now we're going to have the rumors. We're going to have all the juicy stuff, all the speculation, everything coming out from, you know, what we hear players saying, what we hear agents saying, what we hear the analysts saying. This is the most fun time now. Yeah. We need to just enjoy this week, right? Oh, yeah. We should do the. We should break down all the stories, Ben. Let's yeah. break down Siak, and we'll break down Ibaka, Gasol, all these guys, because there's just some incredible, like you said, some credible storylines to break down and really talk about. But then we jump into all of the crazy stuff. So uh, I'm so excited, man, because we've never gone into an off season like this we've always yep. gone into off seasons thinking are we going to get worse right that's the question or is there possible that we can chip away at this goliath that is lebron james but now we're going in as the number 1 team in the nba and we are the everything goliath. else from here exactly and it's uncharted territory now we think can we keep our superstar can we we don't we need to set new goals for ourselves as reporters and as you know raptors digest people to talk, you know, what 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 do we expect from the Raptors? So this is so much fun, man! What a time to be alive! I'm Certainly. just so happy. I'm yeah. bubbling with happiness. The the phrase that you just brought up, your words, it reminded me of immediately after we got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. I, I gathered myself, my composure for the podcast, and straightened up. But I remember recording a video just on my phone for Snapchat or whatever. Just going on a complete rant, saying how the Raptors need to to fire Casey, trade Demar for the the fourth pick in Memphis, blow everything up, build around Fred Van Vliet, build around Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. I want to tank for RJ, tank for everything, and obviously you come to your senses, <laughs> but but that was the state I was in after the Raptors yeah. lost the playoffs last year. I was just for at least a couple hours, I was a complete mess. I I wanted to trade Ibaka and a pick for Bismack Biombo just so we'd have some fun, have some light on this team. And the fact that Masai Ujiri through through all of that, year after year getting swept, 
to yeah. build this team from that sort of roster, you, we're labeled as a treadmill team. That's the worst possible position you can be in. A team that can't really reach the chip, but isn't bad yeah. enough to get an RJ Barrett or Zion in the draft. Yeah. That's Portland. Yeah, exactly. And Portland's doing a solid job in that position. They got to the Western Conference Finals, but there doesn't seem to be much light at the end of that tunnel in terms of a championship. There's a lot of fun to be had in that, but when you're doing that year after year, it's really tough to build a championship contender out of that when you're not a big free agent destination. And the fact that Masai Ujiri did that, I don't think there's ever been a situation where a team has been in that sort of treadmill-like area, where a GM makes a couple trades, makes a couple smart signings, and you know that aren't massive free agent deals. I don't think that's ever happened. One season impact, right? Yeah. But out of the woodworks, because you could say that a team like uh, the Miami Heat, right, pulling mm. in LeBron James, but he went to them with free agency. Yeah, exactly. And it was it's expected that he was going to shake up the league like that. You know, maybe not for the Cleveland Cavaliers fans, obviously, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like a move that was. It, it, it Crafted, shocked yeah. everybody exactly yeah. and this was purely because of the gm which is mm-hmm. yeah it's very rare that happens but i read a really fantastic article on the globe and mail and they have some really good sports articles i'll tell you that um mm-hmm. but it was about messiah jerry and his quote and i had never heard this before was uh he had been shown the meme where the toronto sign outside of city hall was turned into lebronto And he said that that for him was the biggest sucker punch. And he made an oath to himself right there that he said, even if it gets me fired, I'm not letting this be my legacy. So that's why he made the move to get rid of the head coach, to trade the number one player, right? Because he that that uh, humiliated him so much seeing LeBronto and being swept by a LeBron team and being defeated by a LeBron team so many times that he was willing to hinge his career on. Riker. We made we actually made a video on this in the summer. We I think we called it before. I, a lot of people have respect for Masai Ujiri, and there's there's rumors that the Wizards are literally trying to give up the entire state to get him in Washington. But regardless, we made a video last summer about the most valuable piece of the Toronto Raptors, and this is when Kawhi Leonard was on the roster. And I think we both agreed that Masai Ujiri was the piece that that is most integral to the Raptors' success, and. It's the stuff like that, the the willingness, the the smart, the intelligence, and the the ability to just risk, make calculated risks to put the team over the top. That's a, a such a valuable asset to have a leader like that on your franchise that you're rooting for. We need to keep Masai Ujiri at all costs, and we'll probably make eight videos on keeping Masai Ujiri, maybe even more than Kawhi this off season, because the rumors that he might, you know, other teams are trying to steal him away. I love Masai Ujiri. I think him and Kyle Lowry are the two people that really deserve this the most. I, I would have loved for DeMar to be on this roster, too, because he suffered through a lot of the lows in the Toronto Raptors franchise. But unfortunately, yeah, that that, that would have been ideal. Just to, I, I know it's unrealistic and it's not going to happen, but if I was a part of the NBA, part of the Raptors, if I could allow it, I'd give DeMar a ring. I'd make one up i i give demar a ring because he deserves it in bringing us here but that's how it goes you got to celebrate the team that we have there's so many stories about this game about this this whole roster we'll go through all of them in the coming weeks before all the free agency and all that NBA starts champions. so perfect time Riker, to finish it because we're nba champions out, so it's man. on weird laptop audio i don't even know uh but ben wow wow nba champions 
<laughs> NBA champions. Anyways, you guys are the best for making it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. It's it's the off season. Some wild stuff's about to happen. And for all the Raptors Digest listeners, for all the NBA fans that just support the Raptors, even people that just got a witness, you're a champion for being able to witness and support the Toronto Raptors. And we should celebrate this. Celebrate this chip. Not worry about the future seasons right now. Celebrate this chip because we deserve it as a fan base, as everything. This Perfect, this is so a fun. phenomenal time to be a Raptors fan. The best time to be the Raptors fan. Cheers. <laughs>